Hello, and welcome to Just Therapist Things, where we talk all things therapy. My name is Jordan, and I am an associate marriage and family therapist from Southern California. I currently work in a private practice where we focus on child anxiety reduction, and I also do some work for a nonprofit cancer support organization. In this episode, I will break down the challenges of friendships, including media depictions, changes as we get older, needs and values, and friend breakups. Growing up, we hear constantly, marriage is hard work, romantic relationships are tough, but we don't hear anything about friendships. We are kind of led to believe that friendships are supposed to be easy and fun and last forever, but all of this is not true. Contrary to what movies and TV shows tell us, it is very rare to keep any and every friendship that you have ever made. The natural whittling process will happen. In movies and TV shows, yes, there are challenges or ruptures in friendships, but most often the friendship comes back stronger than ever. In the media, there is rarely a clear depiction of a friendship ending and how to handle that. So how are we supposed to know how to handle the situation if it's never talked about? If you think about your childhood, there is typically an abundance of friends everywhere you turn. You have friends at school and extracurriculars on the playground in religious studies, you name it. Friends are everywhere. I say friends in this way because when we are younger, we are led to believe that everyone who you interact with is a friend, even a random kid who you have met once. This not only could lead to stranger danger situations, but it also perpetuates an unrealistic perspective of what a friendship truly is. Of course, being friendly is important, but children do not have to believe that everyone on earth is their friend in order to be a kind, respectful human. I'm not saying that children do not have genuine friendships because they absolutely do. Friendships are just different in childhood than they are in adulthood. While in childhood, we may have a handful of best friends and a huge circle of friends, but as we get older, our friend circle shrinks. Instead of growing up blind to the difficulties of friendships, we should be told that friendships are not all sunshine and rainbows. They are hard and can even be more difficult than romantic relationships in some senses. It is also important for children to know that it is okay to not maintain friendships for life. Of course, it is important to put effort into friendships that you really value, but it is okay if some friendships do not last forever. There is that quote that says, friends are in our lives for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And I do wonder how our anxieties and confusion around friendships would be different if we grew up learning this. The lack of discussion around friendship difficulties and changes growing up can lead us to think it is a problem if we don't have a million friends as we did in childhood. However, the natural shrinkage is normal. This happens due to increased responsibilities and life changes, but also because we recognize which friendships are most valuable and which we want to work to maintain. 
I have found that as we get older, we pretty much have the first opportunity ever to really decide for ourselves the people that we want and do not want in our life. What you value, desire, and put into your friendships are based on your personality, the relationships that you have observed throughout your life, and your attachment style, among other factors. For me, I put a lot of effort into my friendships. If I care about you, you will know, and I expect the same or similar amount of effort and care back. I also value deep connections and communication. Because I know what I need and value in friendships, I have been able to maintain many close relationships. Some of my best friends live across the country and some just down the street, and I can confidently say that our connections have not wavered no matter the distance. Now, it has not been easy to figure out what I need and value for my friendships, and it has taken a lot of self-reflection and self-examination. The effort and care that I put into relationships has also hurt me in the past, particularly when I have not felt effort and care in return. It has taken me honestly years to accept that some people do not have the capacity or the same values in a friendship that I do. And again, this has really, really hurt me in the past, but through a lot of self-reflection and therapy, I'm totally okay and accepting of it now that people have different needs and values in friendships. Now, I am not saying that all of the close friends that I have now have similar values or needs in our friendships, but they all put in effort and communication and care and love in their own ways, and we make it work. You do not need to find the perfect friend in order to have a relationship or friendship, and honestly, the differences make it even more beautiful. As I said previously, the differences in needs and values towards friendships are based on so many factors such as personality, attachment styles, and friendships that you have observed and experienced. Everyone approaches friendships differently and wants something different out of friendships. That is completely okay. If you are finding that you are having troubles in a friendship, it may be important to communicate your needs, wants, and values to the other person and encourage them to do the same. So you may be wondering, how do I figure out what I need in a friend? It's honestly pretty tricky to do so. First, think about in an ideal world what you would want a perfect friendship to look like. When you have that idea in your mind, figure out what themes are there. In the perfect world, do you want to talk every day or just talk occasionally? Do you want to see each other often or just for major life moments? Do you want someone to share your deepest thoughts and feelings with or mainly keep it surface level? It could also depend. Remember that it is unrealistic to think that you can find the perfect friend, but thinking of your ideal situation and identifying themes may be a good indicator of your needs. Also, reflect on your role in friendships and how you would like to change or improve this role. Do you want to be a better friend in some way? Do you want to change your ways? Think about that. An amazing nugget of wisdom that my therapist told me is that not every friend or friendship will give you everything that you need. 
if some of you have that one person who gives you everything you need in a friendship, that is awesome and it is also rare. It is way more common to gain different things from each friendship. For example, you may go to one friend more to discuss work, one when you need empathy, a different one to discuss relationships, one to gossip to, one when you need solutions, one when you want to go out to a party, etc. There may be one friend who is more consistent, one who shows they care more, one who you can joke more with. It is completely okay and normal that each friend gives you something different and you have multiple people to meet your friendship needs. Lastly, think about what past friendships have given you or not given you and how friendships that you have now are working or not working for you. This will also help you identify your needs. So now moving on to values. Needs and values are very closely related and can be used interchangeably, but they are different. Needs are more dynamic and changed more often just based on your age, experiences, and life transitions. Values are more ingrained in our identity and long-lasting, although they can change as well. Values are greatly tied to your personal core beliefs, which is CBT therapist talk for your perceptions of yourself, others, and the world around you. I will do an episode on core beliefs soon, but for now, I've linked a positive psychology article in the episode details that talks more about core beliefs. So basically, to figure out your friendship values, do some more self-reflection. I know, so much self-reflection. Examples of values can be effort, care, communication, honesty, consistency, playfulness, humor, etc. Pick one to three values that you really honor above all else and can't do without or compromise on. All of your friendships should have some amount of these core values and the rest of them can be variable. An example of this is let's say that one of my core values is showing care and friendships. I may have some friends who I talk to and see regularly, which shows their care, while others initiate calls or FaceTimes once a month. Both are different capacities of care that are based on many factors, such as their personality, their needs and values in a friendship, distance, etc., but each friend shows that they care in their own way. Again, as you can see, this is very similar to needs. So it is really important to make sure that your values are coherent to where you are currently in your life. You may have high school or childhood friends, but don't think of your friendship values and needs how it was then. Think of what you need and value now. This can be difficult because if you do have a friend that you have had for years and years and you feel that something is off, it could be because your needs and values in that relationship have changed. This does not mean that you have to break up with a friend you've had forever, but maybe you just need to reevaluate if you are approaching the friendship from the stance of the person you are now rather than being stuck in how that friendship was back then. If you do feel that something is off in a friendship, it is very likely that either your values or needs or both are not being met. So once you have established your one to three values that you really, really honor above all else, explore what your friendships 
currently give to you and how that aligns with your values. Remember that each friendship can give you something different. If you can't come up with anything that a particular friendship gives you, it may be time to contemplate if you still value having that person in your life. Again, a completely normal situation, but so, so challenging. So why do friendships change and end? Again, it depends, and it's for so many reasons. The reasons could be that you realize you have different values, you are not as emotionally connected as you once were, you realize that you just aren't compatible anymore, life circumstances such as distance cause you to drift apart, you discover that the friendship does not add anything to your life, you have nothing in common anymore, something happens that shakes up the relationship, and many, many more reasons. Friendship changes can be unilateral, meaning it is completely because of one person or it's one-sided in the relationship. Often friendships are stressed when life circumstances happen, such as sickness, family situation, a move, career change, mental health challenges, loss, and more. A friendship change or end could also occur because one person has an issue maintaining friendships or loses capacity to be a good friend or needs to work on themselves before they can be a good friend. Losing friends is not always a bad thing, but it can mean that we are just growing and figuring out what is important to us. So now we get to friend breakups. This is the tough part. You have realized that a friendship is not giving much to you or not giving you what you need or not aligning with your friendship values. Great. That sucks. Now what? Well, unless it is a huge scandal or an earth-shattering never-speak-to-you-again rupture, the friendship breakup will usually happen in one of two ways. First is the slow fade. Second is the conversation. It is important to note that both can happen mutually or be weighted more on one side. It can also be a mix of both ways. It really depends on the nature of your friendship and both people's personalities. Let's talk about the slow fade first. So the slow fade is probably what most of you have experienced, and that is gradually texting, talking, and seeing each other less and less. Depending on how the friendship has been functioning, this could happen over the course of days, weeks, months, or years. From my experience, from observing and talking to others, this is usually the preferred way unless there is a major reason for the breakup. I think that this is the preferred way because it feels more simple and more natural and you don't have to have an uncomfortable conversation. However, with a slow fade, you may not get closure on the friendship. And this is something that not everyone needs, but if you are a person who needs a finite ending to experiences, a conversation may be better for you. And now the conversation. The conversation can be however you need it to be. You can be clear and direct and say, this friendship isn't working for me and here's why. Or it can be the less direct of, I think I need some space or I feel like we may be drifting apart. And you can open the conversation up that way and see what happens. Side note, I personally feel that we should normalize needing space in a friendship. 
it is socially acceptable to ask romantic partners for space, so why isn't it acceptable or normal to ask the same of friendships? Just something to think about. Anyway, back to the conversation. When you are thinking about having this conversation, reassure yourself of your boundaries, values, and needs in this relationship. Try to be confident and self-assured. A conversation is super uncomfortable, but sometimes you just have to do it. A tough conversation like this could also help to repair the friendship if that is a possibility, but if not, at least at the very least, it can help to end this relationship amicably. During this conversation, try to be as respectful and kind as you can. Of course, if a huge scandal is the reason for this breakup, then it's it may be very hard to be respectful and kind, but it is important to try so that you do not look back on this conversation and think, oh, I wish I was kinder or I wish I said this. So if you can, in this conversation, try to explain why you feel that your relationship is ending and also include what the friendship meant to you. Also, it is way better to have this conversation in person rather than over the phone or over text. I am definitely guilty of having hard conversations through text due to my own discomfort, even though I know that that is not the best way to handle it. So if you can, just try to do this in person, even though it is so, so not fun. And these pieces of advice will not be conducive to every tough friend conversation, but these are just some aspects to consider. Both the slow fade and the conversation are tough. They are not easy, and you may have different needs or desires for this breakup than the other person does. Or again, the other person may not even be on the same page and wanting to have the breakup at all. Friendships are so tricky. Going off of that, I'm also curious to hear if any of you have experienced friendship breakups in a different way, and if so, please feel free to leave your experience in the episode notes. Social media plays a huge role in friendships and friendship breakups. Social media makes us believe that everyone has a ton of friends who are always happy and doing fun things together. And yes, of course, friends are so fun and so great to hang out with, and but they are also hard work. The long distance phone calls, the hiccups in the friendships, and hard conversations are never depicted in social media. Social media is so difficult when you undergo a friend breakup because you may never really have a clean break if you see your ex-friend on social media constantly. Seeing their content can hurt because it can remind you of the friendship that you once had, or you can see them with other friends, which may hurt, or see them doing fun things. It just does not feel good. I personally think it's really okay to remove someone or mute someone on social media if seeing their content is affecting you. It does not mean that you hate this person or despise them or think ill of them in any way, but having them on your social media just can neg negatively affect your mental health and your healing from this friendship. So how do we maintain a healthy friendship? I am definitely not the friendship guru. However, I do know that this is very subjective because friendships are so complex and dynamic, which you know from making it through this entire episode so far. 
But of course, if the friendship has proven to be toxic to your mind, body, to your work, to your other relationships and more, this is a clear sign that you have an unhealthy friendship. So to maintain a friendship and have a healthy friendship, as I said and explored a bit, identify your needs and values. Communicate with the other person. Honesty is key. And recognize the other person's needs and values. Also, put in effort. I think this one, this value is pretty much universal because friendships should not be one-sided. There needs to be some amount of effort from both sides in order to maintain that relationship. So just to summarize, try to identify your own needs and values in a friendship. Know that friendship breakups and struggles are normal. And if a friendship is not serving you, you are not obligated to maintain it. Reminding yourself of these key factors will guide you in having strong, fulfilling friendships. It will take the pressure off of having a million friends, and it helps you discover who is worth your time, your effort, and your love. I hope this was helpful in exploring the difficulties of friendships and realizing that you are not alone in friendship challenges. Let's all try to normalize the hardships of friendship breakups, the importance of adhering to your own needs and values, and the necessity of teaching the youngsters that friendships change and that is okay. You are worthy of having exceptional friendships, no matter what that means or looks like for you. Thank you for listening to Just Therapist Things, and I will talk to you soon.